Icons 8 Music. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Tipsy Triad podcast, where we invite you to come along with us as we learn more about the bars and the triad and the people behind them. I'm Katie. I'm Jenna. And I'm Thais. Today we'll be talking to Rob Groskopf. He is the co-owner and operator of Dive Bar in North Carolina, which has four locations. And we'll be talking a little bit more about the High Point location on this episode. Welcome, Rob, to our show. Thank you for coming. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys having me. Of course. So we just kind of want to start off with asking, like, what was the inspiration of Dive Bar and how it kind of got started? The idea kind of spawned from my partners and I. We had this empty space. And I think the finished product is this giant kind of homage to how I grew up and, and how my partners have interacted with bars and done things. I think that every place it's important to have a little bit of who you you are and, and how you came to be as part of the story. In terms of like the ABC of like how it actually happened, I'm down here from Minnesota in 2020 and I basically literally bumped into my business partners on the street. We're running this craft cocktail bar and we're having drinks. This is like February, I think of 21. We're talking and we're like, man, we really got to do something with that basement space. It's just, it's just sitting there. I'm not doing shit. At first, we're like, you know, Mooresville's race to the USA. We always NASCAR drivers. We got people with tons of money. You got the New York City people on the lake. And uh, we're like, why don't we do a bourbon bar? You know, just do something great, you know, $5,000 a year, super exclusive, country club of bourbon. And, you know, we got to talk and it's like, man, you know, if Kyle Bush shows up with 50 of his friends, no one else is going to be able to get in. I don't think that's going to work. So, you know, we were talking about just our favorite bars. And so, you know, me being from the upper Midwest and Wisconsin, Minnesota, Chicago, like dive bars are just everywhere. And kind of how bar culture works there is when you're when you're in Northeast Minneapolis, there's a bar and then like four or five blocks up, there's another bar. All of the houses within like a couple block radius go to one and then you go to the next neighborhood and they go to one. And so it's like, it's literally a place to hang out. Bar culture up there, it's not, it's not like here. Like it's different. Like in the South, I feel like it's very much like, oh, we're going to go out and it's just like planned thing. And But bar culture up North, I mean, you got to think it's, it's fucking free like the majority of the year. I am from Chicago. My family has a house in Wisconsin, even just from Chicago that's already in the Midwest and then up to Wisconsin and then even in Minnesota. It's a complete 180 where they're drinking beer. They're going out with their family. It's a little pub where it has food and a bar. They have one on almost every corner and it's completely different. Uh-huh, 100%. And it's, but it's like this everyday thing. Like you go to work, you get off work and you go to the not bar. weekend thing. Yeah, it's not a special, I mean, it is special, right? It's special in the, in the experience, but it, it's, like this everyday thing it's like it's kind of almost unspoken in a way you know you get off of work and you're just like well fuck i'm going to the tavern because that's where everyone's and going and we're gonna... the 10 most drunkest counties in the country are in wisconsin oh yeah so there's this great map so it's basically alcohol consumption by county in the entire united states right white is like dry county dark blue is like rampant alcoholism right and when you look at the entire united states all of wisconsin is dark blue the whole thing And then there's this little white speck in the middle and you're like, oh, wow, one drag county. No, that's a lake. That's what that is. The entire state is just a drinking. That's kind of the culture up there. And so, you know, when we were talking about our favorite parts about bars, like I I love having that community watering. I love having that place where people feel like they can go all the time and it's a place they can meet their friends. So when I was kind of describing this, my partner Kira, she's like, oh, like a dive bar. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, 
pretty much, you know, it's frozen pizzas and, you know, you get beer, cheap beer, cheap liquor. Uh, there's usually a couple dartboards laying around somewhere in a crane game. She's like, well, why don't we do a dive bar downstairs? He's like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, I was kind of recanting about how you used to play Buck Hunter in college at the University of Minnesota and stuff that thing with quarters and, you know, drink beer all night. I was like, yeah, I forget who asked the question. We were kind of like, what, what should we call this thing? We were like thinking about ideas and, and then Kira's finally just like, we should just call it dive. I'm like, oh, sure. You know, and then, and then it kind of came to this like, okay, it's like this dive bar themed bar, right? Where it's like, oh, we started kind of going in like, okay, well, what are all of our favorite things about a dive? Well, we like the license plates on the wall and the old school liquor memorabilia and the, you know, dollar bills and Christmas lights and arcade games. And so we kind of made this big list, right? And we just decided like, well, let's incorporate all of those things into one place. Once we kind of had that idea, I mean, we just ran with it. We built the brand completely from scratch. So like all the logos, like we designed with a local firm in Mooresville. I mean, everything was from scratch. Logos, the branding, the colors, how we're going to do things and built it from the ground up. And our first location is in Mooresville. Basement, 1,400 square feet, tons of dollar bills hanging from the ceiling. It's a true dot bar. <laughs> That's kind of how we got started. The rest is history, as they say. I love the name because I remember when we first got back, the High Point dive bar location opened up and some of my friends were texting and they're like, let's go to the new dive bar. My one friend was, yeah, that sounds fun. What is it called? And we're like, dive bar. I said, yes, what's it called? So I did think it's fun. Now in the South, the dive bar is the dive bar. Yeah. And every time we think of a dive bar, that's going to be like our expectation of what it's going to be. You know, everything else, everyone's like, oh, that's just a dive bar. But like, this is the dive bar. So it's completely different. Yeah. We got a few of them now. It's funny because in all these markets that we serve, like we were just talking about how the other day, like how people say the dive bar. And I was joking because like we just were coming off of, you know, football season, right? And that was like, it's kind of like the Ohio State University. And I'm like, I feel like every time somebody says that, it's like the dive bar, which I kind of like. It's, I think it's kind of cute. And you were saying how you came up with all the branding and the logo and all of that yourself. Do you have any marketing background or was this your first time ever doing something like that? I mean, my background is actually supply chain operations. So I went to the University of Minnesota uh, and specifically the Carlson School of Management. So I am a business major by trade, majored in global supply chain operations. And that was my life for like eight years. I was in a desk. I actually got to travel to 30 different countries, uh, working in procurement, been all over the world, Asia, Africa, Europe, South America. And uh, I totally thought that was my dream job. Like I travel the world, I get to see everywhere and gets old kind of quick but yeah you know i i never i mean i was always i'm a talker i can i can sell things right and i'm, I'm creative don't, don't get me wrong i had to take marketing classes to graduate right you know i took a, a 1000 level marketing and 2000 level marketing and i took a couple 3000 level marketing classes so I, I knew enough to be dangerous you know it's also important to assemble a good team we had a great branding company who who worked with us there's the idea right which i'm decent at the ideas but then there's the whole execution piece i basically my skills exist with inside of Canva and that's about it. I, I really I can't do... That. We love I, Canva. <laughs> yeah. So no, no, to answer your question, no. Do you have any goals of 
like expansion for the company going back into Minnesota, like as you're opening more locations is like the end goal kind of to like bring it home, bring it back to the community that inspired it? You know, that's a great question, actually. And it's funny, you know, I've never thought about that. You know, God, it does give me some pause hearing that question. And, and don't, yeah, I, I, I love you. Just put him on the ass. spot. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mean to cause you an existential love, crisis. No. Well, I mean, yeah, I no, it's, it's a now. fantastic question. Yeah, no, I mean, let's go. I mean, I just got married two weeks ago. My wife was fucking Thank you. And she's like big time Southern, like big time Southern, like born and raised. Her family's part of that Cannon family that had a mill and cat. Like they're like rooted in the South. And now my folks live down here. So it's a little different. My sister lives down here. We're living in the, in the world. My whole family's living in the same state the first time in 13 years. So, you know, it's a little different now. I certainly miss white Christmases. That's for sure. The lack of snow down here is probably my biggest complaint. I think I'm, I think I'm kind of stuck here. Uh, in, a, in a positive way, by the way. I don't mean that to say like I'm, you know, trapped down here. I, I like being down here. I like golfing 12 months a year and all of my expansion plans are, are in North Carolina. So we're going to be opening up uh, in Winston. Oh, so, that's very exciting. That's very exciting. exciting. What towns, what's your process to open a new bar? Yeah, no, good question. So um, we, we engage with a company called Four Insights. They're out of Dallas, Texas. And basically what they're really good at is we give them a subset of data of kind of check boxes that we want to hit, right? So we need towns with robust economic development plans, which High Point has. They got a great team. And this, so it, for me, it starts with the city. Is the Economic Development Council active? And is the city on board for growth? Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, you can have seven Congdon families. And it doesn't matter because if the city's not on board for the growth, then they'll stagnate. So, and then the other thing is, is outside investment, right? And, and you know, in High Point, there's no shortage of that, right? You got Dr. Peters, who's actually our, our landlord, Peters Development. Um, you've got the Congdon family with Old Dominion Freight, and if they do pretty well for themselves as well. Um, and then you've got all the donors of High Point University and, and, you know, how active High Point University is. And so there's this kind of confluence that we look for, right? Like, outside investment, buy-in from the city. And then after that, you, you got to have good demographics, right? Because if there's good investment in a, in a great city and I'm running a bar that's tailored towards 22 to 36 and I've got people who are 60 to 70, I'm probably not going to have a, a, a great business, right? So there's some demographic check boxes that we got to hit too. And, and so what they do is they go and they scour, you know, North Carolina, they look at all the towns, they try and check all these boxes and they make a big list of all these towns. And then from there we say, okay, well, you know, I live in Concord, you know, we've kind of gone, we've kind of hit the convenience list, right? It's like, Morrisville's 30 minutes from my house. Cornelius is 30 minutes from my house. High Point and Winston are an hour away. Hickory's an hour away, right? So we're kind of, I'm, I'm trying to stick to this hour, hour and a half drive time to start, right? And as we get bigger, I'm not an idiot. I know I'm going to have to work myself out of that. I think uh, that that's kind of where we, we're trying to pick off the list um, in short order with things that are close. And there's also the resource management piece of that too, right? It's like, it's nice being like, oh man, we're down a bartender Cornelius. Call Hickory. Hey, I need you to send somebody down, right? Or call Mooresville. Hey, High Point Shorter Person. Now we're opening up Winston. So there'll be kind of some cross-pollination there. Um, it makes the resource management a little bit more dynamic, a little easier. Yeah. 
So you mentioned that like you're trying to target people within the 22 to, I believe you said like 34 range. How do you differentiate between your target audiences of college student age and these people who are coming from all over the country to like attend these colleges that grew up in like a lot of different cultures and grew up with a much different drinking culture probably compared to the people that are like North Carolina born and raised natives, locals. I know personally there's been a lot of not backlash, but some of the high point locals have not enjoyed having the high point university students at their bar. So how do you find a way to kind of bring together both of those demographics into a community setting? I mean, look, at the end of the day, the only constant in life is change. That's it. Change, death, and taxes, I guess. But I think at the end of the day, it's inevitable for towns. I mean, look, we went through it in Mooresville. Things happen. There's progress. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of people in Mooresville you'll talk to that are not crazy that we've got like, you know, 30 restaurants and bars downtown. You know, when we passed the social district, oh my God. I mean, you you thought we were going to turn this place into Bourbon Street, New Orleans. I mean, people were like losing their minds. So, you know, I mean, look, we're we're going to very much come one, come all. So, you know, our, when I say 22 to 34, it's really like, that's just kind of our biggest segment. It just happens to be. We don't really tailor our marketing too much. I mean, what my marketing strategy is attention, right? So I'll ask you guys, I'll ask each of the three of you, what social media app do you think you spend the most time on? TikTok. 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 <laughs> of course. Uh, if there was one of you who did not say that, I would have been shook. And then what's your, what's your second most? Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean, I could answer that question for you, right? It's like, so for me, it's like TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, I'm spending my dollars on people who are 21 to, to 35. That's where when I select and I figure out where I want to spend my dollars, why why would I spend money marketing you on Instagram? Or, on, or excuse me, on Facebook. When, when was the last time you logged into Facebook? Probably because you had a story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Last time my mom posted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's just, it's a social calendar. I mean, that's what it is. And to remember people's birthday, right? I mean, at least for, for people your age. You know, on Facebook, I, I spend a lot of my dollars on 35, 40 and older. So I, I'm, I'm always, I'm marketing to everybody, right? But but it's a game of attention. So what I try and stay in touch with is is what has y'all's attention? I know TikTok has your guys' attention. So we started TikTok and I'm paying money to be on TikTok. It's the same thing with Instagram. I'm, I'm paying, you know, money for the Instagram marketing ads that I'm tailoring those towards a certain age group. And on Facebook, I'm tailoring that a certain way. And I, I market to everybody. I, I'm a true believer that with Dive Bar, we've got something to offer everybody. At the end of the day, much like everything, drinking culture has become so hyper-specialized. And I used to live that way. I used to be in fine dining and craft cocktails. That's my background. I'm a trained sommelier. So I know that life. I think at the end of the day, what I think really unites something people is having a place without ego, right? It's like we dive bar should be a place where it doesn't matter who you are. You're just, you're there to have fun. That's the key part. If you, if you like having fun, 21 to 85, I'm your guy. <laughs> I, I got games for you. I got sports. I got $4 beers. I got $5 well drinks. I got a whole bunch of other stuff, you know? So I really truly, Really believe that we're a place for everyone. When you come, if you come in a dive bar at five o'clock, which I, I would assume maybe not many of you have, uh, there's or forty to sixty in there. You know, drinking beers and having some mozzarella sticks and watching ESP 
yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you guys have been there past 930. It's a little young. We were. So, you know, (laughs) nice. We're calling that. Good, good. We try and focus on fun because for me, that's a uniting thing. If you can't have fun, what are you doing? I mean, it goes for work, for life. That's kind of core to who we are, having fun. I mean, it goes for my staff, too. So that's a very long-winded way of explaining how I market to people, but that's... My, my uniter is fun and, and how I dole that out is where I have your attention. I think that's a great answer. Well, when we were in dive, we noticed a few things. We saw like the basketball jersey on one of the, what was it? The pinball machine? Which one was It was that? on the basketball machine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah makes basketball, sense. Yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. And we also saw the High Point University flag behind the dartboard. And it's just, it was, yep. I feel like that was a good way to like make that the High Point dive bar. Oh, thank you. Doing fun things like this. I mean, the, the decorating is also a fun part of the job. I mean, we we found stuff. My 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 business partner's living in Maine, and I mean, we've gone through you know barns in rural Maine and found stuff. And we've gone to vintage malls and antique shops, and you know, talked to Billy Bob in South Carolina, who's got like a trove of liquor memorabilia. So we've gotten to meet a lot of really interesting people along the way, and, and decor has certainly been one of the ways we've done that. And yeah, you I mean, you gotta you gotta give some love, right, to your local community, right? So you know, we've got the High Point. Um, gear in there. I'm, I'm still waiting on my lacrosse jerseys. I, I, I played lacrosse in college, so I'm, I'm still waiting on my lacrosse jersey. And uh, I got, you know, I got my, my Minnesota flag, which you may or may not have noticed. Okay. Are behind the ski balls. I saw that too. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I got to rep my gophers. Um, but uh, yeah, and I mean, the decor has been such a fun part of the gig and, and we just, we have so much fun with it. And our, our general, whether it's fun or decor or games or whatever, our general mantra when we're opening these places is more is more. That's a really good mantra to have, especially at a place where people are going to be there for multiple hours. You just got to keep them entertained and keep yeah. finding new things. Cause every That's time right. I've been there a couple times and every time I go, there's something new that I noticed that I never noticed before. My third time going, I noticed away from the bar that you have rubber ducks that you can on the ceiling. In a game on the ceiling. Yeah. Like I never noticed that. And it's just fun noticing new things every time. Yeah. Even the bathroom, there's so much to explore <laughs> just in there. There's so much character yeah, all across really the bar. Is. You guys have yeah. done so much to just make it an engaging place where there's yeah. something to look at every place you go that's our goal you know we want want it to be every you know it's part of making that that experience just a little bit different and i'll say like Every time that we've gone, I think last night it was, we put out a poll like through HPU Slacker, like someone did, not us, but they put out a poll and asked like where you were going for your Thursday night outing. And a lot of people, the most answers were for dive bar, which is like a really interesting dynamic since Thursday nights are usually, you know, like we go to different bars, but now it's like mostly dive bar, which is different. I've actually heard from one of my friends that works at one of the other bars that was typically frequented on Thursday nights. The owner is very, she's like, oh my God, everyone's going to this new dive bar now not coming here what are we gonna do because you guys have just been so popular and everyone's coming there even and it's a big difference compared to the other bars because usually a lot of the other bars were big thursday night thing and then friday and saturday people were staying on campus but now friday and saturday a lot of people are still going out to dive bar Mm -hmm. just to because they like it so much it's definitely changing the culture in this community it's just really cool being here seeing that i mean that's super flattering to hear i mean i I appreciate (laughs) you and all that you know you put and look you know everyone someone asked me day like oh well you know now it's your fourth one i'm sure you kind of know that these things are going to be successful and i'm the first to say i don't take anything for granted i mean i get butterflies just like anyone else opening these businesses i'm i'm sitting there on open day and i'm like god i hope people show up i mean you just pour so much of your heart into something and you know you take things personally and i also want every business in high 
guys know that I, I, have, I have no intention of, you know, taking people's business or making it harder on them. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I want all the businesses in high point to succeed. I think that we're one big ecosystem. And if we're, if we all have success, then we all have success. So, but obviously it's, it's, it's also very flattering and very humbling to get, you know, the outpouring of, of love and appreciation that we've received. And, you know, look, at the end of the day, this is how I push food on the table. I don't, I'm not somebody who has another job or trying to start a family this year. And, and so I don't, I don't take any of this for granted. I, I really appreciate it. And I, uh, I'm so sincerely thankful for everybody who walks in the door. Something that I think is pretty <laughs> obvious before even talking to you, but just being at the dive bar location and now it's kind of it's being shown even more in our conversation. I can just tell how much you love doing what you do and how passionate you are. And it's just, it's very obvious. And it's just really nice to see that as a customer going to a bar. Life is way too fucking short to be doing shit you're not passionate. And, you know, I, I loved my job. It took me all around the world. And I think that I liked being good at my job. And, and what I realized is that's not enough. Liking that you're good at something is, is in my, this is just my opinion, is, is not enough. You got to love the work that you do. Not just being good at it. You got to love being bad at it when you're bad at it too. And that's why I try and tell everyone, like, it's, there's a lot of ways to make money in this life. And you might as well be doing something that you're really passionate about and you wake up every day and you love. And for us, you know, I speak for my partners and my staff. We're a bunch of people who just like waking up every day and making people happy. That's what we get to do. You know, I think the the, 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 the phrase that gets overused in the industry, you know, you ask a bartender, oh, how you doing? And a lot of them will say, oh, living the dream. It's a little tongue in cheek, right? Uh, um, you know, we've got bad days just like everybody else, but yeah, a lot of us mean it at the end of the day. We, we do really believe that what we're doing is, is, is a dream because we get to wake up and we get to have fun with people for a living like that. We get to wake up and we get to pay, get paid to make people's day better, be somebody to talk to. And that, you know, you just don't get that in everything, in, in the different options of work. So oh, I, I know I appreciate it. Yeah, that's awesome. We we definitely admire like the passion in the your community orientedness. And last night we had a lot of fun with your staff too. We took some some fun clips that you'll be seeing on TikTok soon, but it was super fun to just, you know, like, relax and like mess around and, you know, just get to know the people a little bit more like behind the actual business. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're people too. And I, you know, I hope that, you know, in your time yesterday, you, you found out that, uh, you know, there, we've got a, we've got a really cool bunch there. Uh, I'm, I'm super proud of the team. I'm super proud of Lily, our general manager. She's done an amazing job hiring that team, training, cultivating the culture that we want. And I, I think they're really firing all cylinders. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's a group of people that, that love having fun. I think, did you get to meet Seven, by the way? Yeah, we did. Yeah. She'll be in our video. <laughs> yeah, I love Seven. Uh, I think, was Zoe there too? Yeah, we did meet Zoe as well. I think we got everyone Uh, there last night. I think they're all going to be in our video. (laughs) (laughs) We made our rounds. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great group, man. They're all really fun people. As we wrapping things up, is there anything that we kind of missed that you think we definitely like need to, you definitely want to put out there beyond this podcast? You know, I think the only thing that I'd like people to know is, I guess for the people in High Point, you know, we kind of talked about how we, you know, we do have this, this chain of bars. And I think that, you know, it's easy for people to assume that we just kind of do the same thing everywhere. Right. And so, but you know, there, there really is a uniqueness to each location. 
you know, if, if for whatever reason you guys get a wild hair and decide to load up on a bus and go to all the other locations, you'll find that they're all very, very different. And they're all very in tune with the community that we serve. And so, you know, High Point 2 is different just because there's been this culmination of knowledge that's happened, right? I mean, we, it's our fourth one. We learned, I mean, uh, trust me, the first one, I'll be the first to admit, I, I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I mean, there was definitely some mistakes that were made on the first one and on the second one. And, I, you know, we kind of started to sharpen up with three and four. But it's kind of, it's this culmination of everything we've learned. And, and it's it's really kind of become like our flagship location. I mean, we have a deck, we've got great parking, a big space. And it's like, it just checks so many boxes. You know, we like a lower ceiling height. It's got that proximity to the ballpark and other bars. And it's it's definitely, when if you go to the other bars, we've done, I think the decor turned out one of the best outside of our Mooresville location. And so, you know, it's everything's got a uniqueness. So um, I encourage people and I implore people to, you know, if you're ever out, go out and, and check out the other locations if you're ever in the city. And, and also know that, that yours is special. It's not just like copycat of all the other ones. We just want to say thank you so much for taking thank your you. time yeah, so and talking with us. And mm-hmm. it's been super exciting to learn more about yeah, like a been... bar that's been in our neighborhood. Exactly. And a bar that's so new that we I already know. love. So <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy we get to share this with the rest of our community. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. Look guys, I, I had a blast. Um, well, we, hope, we hope to see you at Dive Bar soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you will. You will. I, I, I make it a point to uh, at least every other week make it up for college nights. I'll definitely see you guys. Well, that's awesome. We will see you there there you can, yeah. can go on our TikTok too. Exactly. Yeah. See? I gotta see I gotta I gotta I gotta be tipsy triad famous. Yeah. There you go. Well, that was a really good conversation because it was really interesting learning about both sides of the coin. We got to be there last night and meet the bartenders and the security people and then just talk to Rob, which gave us more insight. I feel like it's really cool that we got to like experience the bar first, kind of see it, like build a relationship with it, like as just customers and like we get to see how the whole thing works. And now we get to talk and understand all the ideas and inspirations behind even just having a better understanding of what the decor is coming from and the origins of that is super interesting. And I was definitely curious as what makes the High Point Bar different from like his other locations. So it was really cool to like understand that better. No, I completely agree. And it was cool hearing about the inspiration from the decorations being like all Northern, especially since... I am Southern from High Point, North Carolina. So (laughs) I literally have not been to a bar like up there anywhere. So it's just cool. Like hearing that he's bringing that inspiration from the North to here and giving that different experience. And we really don't have any other bars like that. So I think it's super cool. And it's also just a really homely vibe, Mm -hmm. especially for High Point students where most of them are out of state and most of them are from the North. It's something that they're more used to, which is really helpful. So true. The games that I liked in there the most (laughs) were Galaga and Pac-Man because obviously I am a Pac-Man fan. I had my <laughs> I had my little Game Boy when I was growing up and I had Galaga and Pac-Man. A Game, Game Boy? A Game Boy, yes. A Game Boy? Yeah, I did have a Game Boy. kid code. Yeah, a lot of people had a Game Boy. I've already had this conversation with other people. Well, mine was a SpongeBob Game Boy and I had Galaga, Pac-Man, all the, okay. you know, all the great things. Yeah. And then walking into Dive Bar and seeing that I could play Galaga there was super cool. And I did play Galaga and I haven't played it in forever. So I kind of sucked at it, but it was still good that it was an option. 
good. Gives yeah. you some nostalgia. Some nostalgia. It, it definitely has a lot of nostalgic vibes with like all those games. I feel like especially if people our age can do like, oh, like ski ball, pool, whatever, like yeah. kind of like the classics, but then it's like an older audience that like, not even older, like millennials that were like 90s kids that grew up playing like on their Game Boy anti-ease. Yeah. <laughs> I can go and guys, play guys, all those games. I'm not the only one who had a Game Boy, but I love my Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I really like their Jello shots. I think that those are like so fun. And I feel like whenever I go to a bar that has a Jello shot, I'm going to have a good yeah. night. A it Jello shot. It fits with the vibe it of does. the bar. It's perfect. It's it very means lively. that it's going to be a party. Like you yeah. always have the Jello shots at the parties and it's just fun. And they're like $1. It's perfect. It's tempting to get it. <laughs> but <laughs> even my tequila soda, classic. Yeah. Loved her. Delicious. And I don't my vodka feel like crayon, which vodka crayon. Very hard to mess up. Mm-hmm. But you got a really interesting drink. You I got did. I got, I think it was called the shark bite. It was, it was oh my God. Bite. What was the shark bite? I was looking at that on the menu. <sighs> It was really cool. Did so it have any it fun looked, like little like accessories in it? Like it, little gummy shark? It didn't. But the thing is, it's like a shark bite. So it kind of mimicked a shark attack. And it had the ocean, which was the blue part in oh, it. Oh, it was probably like and blue then, carousel and then grenadine. So it was Malibu, blue carousel, and then grenadine. Okay. Right. I could have called that. there was that. pineapple something in it too. Yeah. But. It was good. And like whenever I stirred the bottom, mm. like the grenadine like made it look bloody. It's like a whole little shark attack situation. <laughs> so <laughs> You're really passionate about that shark yeah. attack. Yeah. Well, I actually hate sharks, but... Um, the drink was pretty good. So yeah, that's good. I think it's fun that they have some really funky and unique drinks to match their vibe. Could have gotten the shark bite. Should've you should have. You missed out, that. dude. The staff was super friendly, super welcoming. I felt like they had such a good little like vibe going. I know sometimes I go to bars and they just look at me like they want me out of there as soon as they can. But the people in dive bar are actually fun and they want to like chit chat with me. Yeah. Even like the bouncers. I'm like, hey, they're like, hey. The bouncers are so nice. The bouncers are so nice. Even when they're like patting me down and like scanning me like I'm a criminal. But they're like, how are you, girl? Like, how's your night? I'm like, oh my God, good. No, I totally agree though. And I feel like a lot of times you go to the bars and like the bartenders are just looking at you like so annoyed. They're not enjoying Mm -hmm. it. They just want to get on with their night and get out of there. But I really didn't feel that way last night. So it was super nice. Also watching the bartenders interact with each other, you can tell that they enjoy being around each other, which is a really, it just adds to the environment in such a positive way. Sometimes being at a bar and seeing the bartenders be rude to each other, it's just, oh, they don't like working here. They don't, they don't want to mm-hmm. be here. It's just, it can bring the, the mood down. It does. And it just mm-hmm. like, it makes it feel awkward if you're like witnessing that. Like, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I should, like, this can go in the back room. Yeah. I don't need to be seeing this right don't now. Don't bring it out here. I think overall, like, that was, they have such a great vibe. 10 out of 10. Drinks, 10 out of 10. I'd be curious to see their other locations. And I want to see the you Winston know, Salem I, one I, when I, it opens. Mm-hmm. Since they're all different, I would be like curious to see uh-huh. different vibes. And yeah. Everything. I would love to see that. Anything for Dive Bar. Anything for Dive Bar. So true. All right. Well, that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning into our first episode on the Tipsy Triad podcast. Be sure you listen to our next podcast as soon as it comes out. And make sure you follow us at the Tipsy Triad pod on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. See you next time. Should we all harmonize? Okay. One, two, three. We're going to say Dive Bar. One, two, three. Dive Bar. Bye. <laughs>